On the stove, dark at night, I drop a log in the fire. Wander in the woods, out in the cold. I got the shit you could play for your mama. I got the shit you could play for the hoes. I got the shit you could sell to the trappers. Indicated with the K and the code. I know some rappers that how I'ma say this. I know some rappers who pay, but bro, lot of money, but you played your soul. You played yourself, you played the role. I got some niggas who down the street. Some of my niggas been down the road. Lost a nigga that was down with me. You know what they say. that music out of here it's been all a right long time. it's it been, has a been quite time. some time manager's gone but wild back. back back again <laughs> um and this is gonna be kind of a cluster uh we didn't really plan out a ton before this so we're just kind of you know get going with it and talk about both leagues that is very true yes we love the chaos we live for it um, and we're going to do both both leagues today. We're going to do a little bit of redraft, a little bit of dynasty. We'll put a timestamp so you know which is which. Uh, if you want to split it up, we're going to try to keep it short, sweet. Um, we've said that a million times and then put out an hour podcast, but we're actually going to try to keep it short and sweet. Um, you have anything you want to say to the boys real fast, Chris, before we get going? I certainly hope none of you thought I would start off this podcast without bringing up that the Philadelphia Eagles – are the best team in the league. Uh, go Birds. <laughs> we are 6-0. and I don't care what anyone says. I don't care about any other. They haven't played a real team. We just smoked the top three defense in the NFL. Go Birds. Anyways, other than that, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to uh, be back doing the pod. So. Yeah, same. Um, and just to piggyback, I am not happy with the six and zero Eagles, but I am very happy with the five and one Giants, who have beat a real team, the Ravens, <laughs> and the Packers, who are probably not very real, but the Ravens are. So you know what? I'm feeling pretty good too. Um, before we beat the Ravens, I thought it was a fluke. I'm not gonna lie. I still might. I still think it's kind of a fluke. Um, I'm kind of scarred. Um, when you have Daniel Jones as your quarterback, I mean, really anything could happen. We could lose the next 12 games or, uh, sorry, 11 games. So, um, or go undefeated Who knows? or yeah, or run the table. I mean, who, who, who really knows with this giants team? All I know is our defense is legit. Saquon looks great. Our receivers are dead. Daniel Jones is white. That's all I know. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. Um, it's been a crazy season though. Uh, I don't know who put it in the chat the other day, but, um, this has been like the lowest fantasy season in a very, very long time um, yeah. or in a while at least. And so that explains a lot of, first of all, why in a lot of leagues uh, the standings are so tight. Um, you brought it up mm-hmm. just a little bit ago, but I mean, there's a one game difference between first through 10th in redraft. Yeah. Um, and there's a and little bit a more. Drop off. Yeah. Steep drop off two one and five teams. Um and then in re or in dynasty rather, it's a it's a little bit more spread out just because of the nature's uh, the nature of the divisions, um, mm-hmm. but still still pretty close. Not a lot of like really bad teams, not a lot of really good teams. Um, and so yeah, it, it was gonna be fun. We're uh, we're just gonna talk about a little bit. We're gonna look at the bet tracker. We're gonna uh, yeah. look at the standings. We're gonna look at matchups for next week. Um, so it's going to be a good time. But first, do you want to talk about the, the shit show that is the Broncos? you want to talk about that game last night? Uh, I, I, so here's the thing. I get why the NFL scheduled them for so many primetime games. You have, like, Russell Wilson, first year outside of the Seahawks. You know, you've mm-hmm. got a receiving core that's supposed to be good. You have a brand-new head coach in uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, and you think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be showtime. They're going to be a great team to watch. Let's give him a couple of primetime games. Man. And then they gave him six. Man. <laughs> like, you at some point just start. The, the fact to me, I think what bugged me the most about the um, the Broncos Chargers game, and I know you have your, your own stuff that you, that you want to get to about that in particular, but what bugged me the most about the Broncos Chargers game wasn't anything that happened in the game in and of itself. It's that Bill's Chiefs was at. 1.30 on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that's prime, like, that was primetime football. Yeah, that was true. like, that should have definitely been. Um, and instead, I've got to watch 
Nathaniel Hackett stink up the place, you know? Yeah. Um, it's true. It was an interesting game, though. It was, you know. It uh, it's just surprising moment. to me that the NFL refuses. Like, I is there a rule? Because I, I could be wrong, but I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a rule where you can only flex games past a certain week, and so that might be why they haven't. But it just baffles me that after the first couple Broncos primetime games, they didn't move this one. Because honestly, like, yeah. I know everyone is like, Chargers are really good, and they're not bad, but the Chargers haven't looked great either. Like, you think yeah. the NFL would look at the last four, five weeks and be like, you know what, we are going to flex a game out. The problem is, like, I don't think you can flex a Sunday game to Monday and switch them, and so I don't really know how that would have worked. It's just I hope for the future that they are able to flex. Because if uh, I don't think you can flex out of Monday nights or Thursday nights, but I know Sunday nights you can flex out of. Yeah, um, I think one of the things that um, – so I don't know if they have a rule about when they can flex games – but I know the main thing that the NFL is trying to keep in mind or really the main thing that they're concerned with is making money. The NFL is yeah. a business at the end of the day. Well, and and so, I mean, that's the reason Deshaun Watson only got 11 games, right? So, <laughs> right. And when you, and so when you flex a team, when you flex a game out of prime time, it's difficult because you have people who have scheduled flights, hotels, bought tickets, all true. this stuff. Yeah, it's very true. Um, and so you run the risk of like, having ticket cancellations and all the, all the stuff like that. And so I think that's why they try to be wary of flexing games. Um, but at the same time, man, the Broncos stink. Like they yeah. offense, offensively, they stink. Their defense, pretty solid. They've got some good pieces. True. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like I get what you mean about the money. I, I think mm-hmm. I'd actually rather go bankrupt than watch Russell Wilson operate in this Broncos offense. I'm not no, gonna lie. Actually, I, w- yeah. I would I would give up all my earthly possessions if it meant I did not have to watch this Broncos <laughs> offense again. That that game last night was so infuriating to watch, dude. The the play calling is one horrible, and like Russell Wilson just oh my his best two plays of the night came when he rolled out of the pocket to his right and threw. He did that, mm-hmm. and he, those were the only two times he did that. I get that their line is bad. But, like, you have to make – you are Russell Wilson. You are getting paid $250 million. D- do something. Why in overtime when you get the ball at the 30-yard line, why are you running up the middle twice in a row with Latavius Murray? Why are you doing that? You have Russell Wilson. You're paying him all this money to hand the ball off to a 35-year-old running back. I don't get it. It is so <laughs> frustrating. Like, why? what is going on? I can tell you what's going on. It's because they don't have Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick oh getting my injured. God. I was so I was so hyped for him. He was such a good deep threat for them. And now it's I mean, Cortland Sutton is great. And uh Jerry Judy, I know Jerry Judy's not kind of like what everyone thought that he'd be. Um mm-hmm. but he's still solid. Um I yeah, think true. Russell, so first of all, I think a big issue is Russell Wilson playing bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Like that, the, watching their play calling is almost as frustrating as watching like the Eagles play calling sometimes. Like, oh, the, shut up! You're six and zero. Oh. I get what you mean, but like that is not oh, the same thing. <laughs> Shane is sitting there having Jalen Hurts throw screens twenty plays in a row. It's disgusting. But um, yeah, all fair. of this, all of this is to say. Yeah, I mean, last night is – I think last night was a, a battle of, like, two of the most frustrating play callers I've ever watched. Because the yeah, Chargers make some pretty stupid moves, too. Yes. No, I. that's why I even put that in the chat yesterday, too. Um, Chargers play calling yesterday was not very – like, both, both of the coaches in that game – looked like they had no idea how to manage a football game. I've managed yeah. my Madden franchise games better than both <laughs> of those coaches managed the game yesterday. Like I I don't get it. Like even even it listen, these are two really good quarterbacks. It takes mm-hmm. some skill, like some bad skill to make these quarterbacks mm-hmm. look bad. And both of these oh quarterbacks gosh. look bad. And look, listen, I know both of these defenses are great, right? Like I'm not I'm not saying that yeah. it's all on the play calling, all on that. Like Broncos defense is is definitely I think what top five this year like Broncos defense yeah. is getting sold by their offense for sure and Chargers they defense are. is probably top 10 like they're also very good um and both of these lines don't like they're both of these offensive lines don't look very good either and so it makes they're sense it's not just, particular 
Yeah, yeah, like if your offensive line sucks, why are you running up the middle on first and second down every drive? Like, it's why, just why like, not try a screen pass? Why not try a quick drag? Why not try a quick slant? Why not like what you? There's mm-hmm. so many. I just don't. Well, get and it. You, it, they need to they need to redesign their playbook because they designed it for like you have you have like a good young running back for the Broncos <laughs> injured now, of course. So now you're stuck with. Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray. Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon, who in fact is the starter for the Broncos, um, <laughs> he's just not the finisher, but he did he's start. Not the finisher, he <laughs> did start. Um, someone predicted that he wouldn't even be on the team this year. Not naming names, but that was a prediction that was in the chat not long ago. Mm. Um, but now you have these <laughs> two old, like elderly men trying to run the ball up the middle and you have uh you have like you have a, a, a altogether by like, tongue depressors and bubblegum. You know? like, <laughs> tongue depressors and bubblegum. <laughs> it's not a real O line and you're trying to you don't have like a Austin Eckler who is like shifty and can you know can get yeah. through it. The Chargers can get away with that. The Broncos can't. And so they have to stop running the same playbook that they've been running. Because they don't have the quarterback for it. They don't have the Russell Wilson they thought they were paying $250 million. They mm. don't have the running back for it. And mm. they have the wide receivers kind of for it. They can make some plays. Yeah. Um, but they're just not they, – they're not good at what they want to do. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's true. Um, my biggest takeaway from the Broncos this year has just been like – I think they traded for the wrong Seahawks quarterback. You know what I mean? Like Geno if, Smith. They, if they traded for Geno Smith, they'd, they'd probably be undefeated right now. That's all I got. So, <laughs> so we're and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rant about Geno Smith and then we can dive into fantasy because I know sure, we're like yeah, burning yeah. time. But I just no, the boys have already checked out at this point. They're like, my name hasn't come up yet. Nah, I'm out. Yeah, uh, no, I'm they're, they're talking about actual football. Here. No <laughs> way, dude. They're they're fast forwarding to when we like. They're like, when does it sound like they're talking about my team? Um. <laughs> Here's the thing about Geno Smith. My brother back in the day was a diehard Jets fan. He used to really love the Jets back in the Geno Smith. Mm -hmm. Geno Smith sucked so much back then that Mm -hmm. um, the way he ended up leaving the Jets is um, preseason, there was a fight in the locker room, and I can't remember who it was, but one of the Jets players swung on Geno Smith and broke his jaw. And so Geno was out for a long time. He might have been out for the season. Draymond him. I see. Draymond him. Exactly. <laughs> um, Draymond Green, also another player who I dislike. Um, but besides the point. Um, broke his jaw. And he was so bad at football that Jets fans everywhere, including my brother, rejoiced. They were like, this is my time. You know? Um, and then they had to get excited about Sam Darnold, and we all know how that ended. But that's besides ah. the point. Um so now seeing Geno Smith be a good quarterback just gets on my nerves because he mm. doesn't deserve praise. Like he, <laughs> if I keep wanting to say like, he's not good. And he is only like, he's like Nikola Jokic advanced stats guy. Good. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, if you look at his, his uh, <laughs> average completion rate over, over predicted or something like that, something like wild, like, like PFF stat or something like that. Geno Smith is going to look like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I promise you he's not. And I know his downfall is coming. Like I know it's oh, yeah. coming. He is not. Same thing with Marcus Mariota. Although I like Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota's mm. downfall is coming. Like they are not good quarterbacks. Mm. They, they're, they're Pat Bevs. They trick Pat you. <laughs> they trick you. Uh... Well, you know, I I disagree. I think Geno Smith is MVP this year. Um, <laughs> Geno Smith MVP candidate. Yeah. No, I, you... I I agree with you. It's it's one of those things. It's one of those fluky things. Like it's like the Case Keenum year from uh, on the Vikings a couple years ago. Like you know, this dude has no business starting, but the team around him is good enough to where they're gonna be okay. Uh, I I mean, yeah. props credit where credits due, right? Because like everyone going into the season thought the Seahawks were a bottom three team. Clearly, they're not. Um, and so like props to Pete Carroll, props to Gino. Yeah. But like, no, Gino, Gino will fall off at some point. I'm sure if he doesn't, I'll be, I'll be happily surprised. I I like seeing him do well just because 
every every week Gino does well and Russell Wilson doesn't is a, is a, a W in my book because I'm a certified Russell <laughs> Wilson hater. But um, it, it's definitely interesting for sure. Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Limited. Um, All right. Yeah, let's let's get into um, the let's get into the league, man. Let's let's look at the so, standings. What are we doing for? Oh, actually, first, before any of that, do we want to do a quick bet tracker update? Yes. So I think the, the my favorite thing about the bet tracker is it shows kind of like what some of the thoughts were preseason that we were like confident in. You yes. know, and, just and we only have high bar. Like, I think this season especially proves why getting in arguments or standing by <laughs> takes in preseason is the stupidest thing you can do as a football <laughs> fan and a fantasy football fan. Because I got in so many arguments with dudes in this league, roommates, about what was going to happen in the league in preseason. And this league, this season has gone nothing like anybody expected. And everyone Ow. acts like their word is truth before the season starts. And then... People that are wrong, they do not say anything for the re- and it's just like, bro, own it. Like I, I always go into my preseason takes being like, hey, this is stupid. Why are we? It's preseason. Football is the flukiest sport in the world. Like anything yeah. can happen any given week, any given Sunday. There's a reason that's a phrase, and so it's just like it, it is funny. Anyway, go on. Well, so the first one is we have a ten dollar bet between me and Fitz. On Gerald Everett finishing top seven in fantasy for tight ends. To be clear, um, I'm not ever going to walk back my Gerald Everett. T- I I think Gerald is. I still think he's amazing. Like I, I he's so good at what he does. Allen is very good. He's very talented, um, and he's currently. I think currently he's sitting. He was in top seven most of the season. Currently he's sitting at like eight or nine or something like that. Yeah. But he'll bounce. He'll have. If you look at tight end rankings right now, it is stupid because you will have like one good game. TJ Hawkinson sucked. He was like at like towards yep. the bottom of tight end rankings. He yeah, had that, that one good game where he popped off and then he went to like top three. Like, yeah, it, there's a um, steep drop off between the one and the two. And, that, and that, that was that's why people yeah. draft Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey so high is because, yep, the rest of them don't. It's just you know, it's a dart throw. So, here's my main explanation for why I picked Gerald Everett in all my leagues. Because I know the meme is, like, I think he's the best player ever. Um, I'm a big Gerald Everett fan. But my main reasoning is exactly what you just said. A lot of people will draft a Travis Kelsey or a Mark Andrews in the first, like, four rounds. First First three or four rounds. Right. They will go early. And in my head... You, you run the risk of things like, um, for example, Darren Waller was one that I saw go really early in a lot of drafts this year. Darren Waller has been absolutely poo-poo butthole buns this season. <laughs> Just bad. And that's a pick that where you could have been picking someone else. Yep. You know? And yep. so Gerald, for me, is a good, like, high upside tight end. Yeah, right? late round. Yep. And I can get him way later. And so I can spend my time picking up better players and then get Gerald down the road. And there, I know there was like someone mentioned that I picked Gerald too early in one of the drafts. I can't remember which one it was. I probably did. But point being is like you're not going to be stuck with a a like Cole Komet where you're like maybe he'll be good like once or twice a season. Like yeah. you get a guy who is giving you – like a solid eight or nine points a game yep. in Gerald Everett. Like he'll probably dip below that here and there, but he can also give you like a 15 to 20 point game out of nowhere, especially now that he has Justin Herbert. And yeah. now that old man Keenan Allen can't stay on the field, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, no, and I don't fault you for that positioning because like a, a tight end, honestly, in today's landscape, like – you draft a tight end in the first or the second round, or you either don't draft one or you draft one in the late rounds. Like mm-hmm. that is that is what the landscape looks like right now. And like I can't blame you for listen, I can't blame anyone for getting their guy, you know, because you're gonna get roasted <laughs> right. in this league, you're gonna get roasted for picking anyone anywhere. So you might have got no roasted for picking Gerald Everett wherever you did. I picked Josh Allen in the third round and I got roasted for it. Based on how he's played this year, I could have drafted him in the first and yep. it still wouldn't have been early enough. You know what I mean? He is killing he, it this year. 
He is the like the top MVP candidate in my book that is not named Jalen Hurts. Like he's really <laughs> he's really good. No, and it's um, like it's it's one of those things where it's like you pay a premium for a good tight end because the landscape is so shallow where it's like if you can consolidate points in that in the tight end spot, you you have to do it. Like if you get a guaranteed 20 there every single week, you can beat a lot of teams just based on that. Because most yeah. people are only getting five to ten, if that, from their tight end. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same with the QB. Like normally the sentiment in fantasy is don't draft a QB early because you can just stream them week to week. And that's typically been what I've been doing. But Josh mm-hmm. Allen is so insane that I'm always gonna like honestly next year, depending on how he finishes this year, I might draft Josh Allen in the first round next year. And I will get roasted for right. it. But I don't care. If he's getting 35 points every week, why am I not gonna draft him as early as I can? Exactly. Exactly. Um, speaking of next year, uh, the next bet we have is between me and Mitch, and it is 2023 league dues. We have bet our 2023 league dues. Nice. So uh, loser pays for the winner's league dues mm-hmm. on me finishing outside of the top three in Dynasty. Now, here's uh, the thing. You're looking good right now, somehow. Currently, currently we'll, get, well, we'll get to that somehow part later because I know you have <laughs> – you have me as one of the luckiest teams in the league, yeah, especially sure. considering that I just won a game where I scored 78 points. But currently <laughs> in the league, I believe I'm sitting at third. I think it's – oh, I'm sitting at second right now. Yes. Uh, it's Joel and then me and then I believe Jenner. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm sitting at second. The only – my only concern – is how hit or miss my team is, but who cares? <laughs> I, yeah. I I think I have a good shot. I have a good shot at making um, top three, and I feel confident about that in Dynasty. Redraft is a terrifying place, but Dynasty, I feel pretty comfortable with where I'm at with my team. Um, the only reason why Redraft is terrifying is I could literally lose a game this week and be knocked down to like ninth or something like it is crazy how close um the league no, you, is. can i just say you being five and one in dynasty is ridiculous just quick sidebar too like i was <laughs> i had the third highest points this week and i lost you the third lowest points this week and you won like that's that's crazy fantasy is fantasy is weird man. <laughs> sorry you go on <laughs> it's, it's week by week but um yeah i i think i do think i'll win um I'll win that bet. Uh, and if I lose, like Mitch is someone, I don't mind playing his league dues. He's currently cooking up one of the craziest rebuilds I've seen in my life. Like oh. he has. He's I doing think, what Jenner wish he could have done when he was taking. Like this is crazy. This is, he has like a billion first round picks um, in a season where it looks like there's some pretty good talent coming up. I've been catching some like college football clips. There's yeah. some pretty good talent coming in. And I'm starting to come around on the value of draft picks because I'm starting to re- like this year we all were like, well, not maybe not all of us, but a lot of us mm-hmm. were like, this is the worst rookie class we've ever, bro. The rookies this year have been killing it. Like, yeah, I'm well, I might try to consolidate yeah. for more draft picks because that I mean, if this year's draft class, who was supposedly the worst draft class in a while is doing this good. I want as many draft picks from next year that I can get. And Mitch, I think he has like six first round picks next year. Yeah. And, that like, is crazy. There's a he, lot of he's gonna be a lot of here. like just good stuff going on, um, and I think one of the um, I don't know one of the big things for me about draft picks. I know I'm infamous for not being a big draft pick guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the only reason why I don't it's not that I don't think drafting rookies is smart or good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think drafting a proven player has a better chance of turning out well than drafting or like trading for a proven player yeah, has yeah, a better chance for turning out well than drafting a rookie, you know? Um, and you would think I, though, but like not to interrupt your train of thought, sorry, but no. you would think that, but proven players can take steps back. Like, like, before this season, I bet you would have traded Najee for a first-round pick if you had him, or you would have traded a first-round pick for Najee. And looking, sure. like, so far this season, it's looking like that That would have uh, not been, like, would you rather have Brees Hall or Najee Harris going for it? Well, and at the start of the season, yeah. if I would have made a trade like that, I would have felt really smart about it, too. 
Yeah, true. Started out. But um, and I know I'm the worst person to make this argument because all of my draft picks I have drafted, they or like my early picks I've drafted, they've turned out very well, but they've turned out very well on different teams. Yeah. So most notably, me drafting like Kadarius Tony and Amon Ross St. Brown and Traylon Burks and Jameson Williams and like getting all of these players. And the only one left on my team after trading for him back is Kadarius Tony. Uh, so, gonna, and he's, I mean, he might not even play this season. <laughs> he should be on an airplane to Green Bay as we speak. They need to trade him because it seems like he doesn't really want to be there. Oh, he needs um, to trade his legs for better legs. That's what it is. He can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. His hamstring can't keep up with like how shifty of a player he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I I do get the point in like the value in drafting picks, and I really do hope that Mitch puts together the greatest, um, the greatest, um. What was what's the word on rebuild? The greatest rebuild yeah. that we've ever seen. Um, nah, he's he's got the he's got the the uh, the assets to do it. So I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure it'll turn out good. Um, which is why I'm trying to win the the division this year. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, um, what's the next bet? Well, there's only one left. Um, and it is between you and Ryan. And I've already is, paid up for this bet. $15 for Allen Robinson to go over a thousand yards. Yeah. And hey, hey last week was good, so but he still only got like 50 <laughs> yards. So <laughs> no, I've, I've literally, I've already given Ryan the 15 bucks or I haven't, but he knows that like, I have, I have it. I have it ready to give him. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not yeah. happening. Um, we had another bet that got canceled. I don't know if mm-hmm. we put it in the bet tracker, but I bet him that Mixon beats out Najee in fantasy points this year with an mm-hmm. injury clause attached. And then news came out about Najee's Liz Frank injury, so he bowed out of it. But Najee hasn't missed any time, but he yeah. refuses to put the bet back up. So I'm like, well, can I get can I get a mulligan on the A-Rob one then? He's like, no, there's no injuries for that. It's, so Ryan and I have to deal with some stuff there for that. Technically, um, technically. It, technically, an injury clause only applies if the player misses time with their injury. But mm-hmm. I'll let I'll, that I'll legal? Let I don't know if if a notes app contract that you put up is legally binding like that. But I'll, uh, I'll try. I I'll try to sway him. I think it is. Uh, <laughs> I put the notes app rules for betting in the chat for moments like these, and it's originally the Joel rule because um, the infamous the Russell rust. Yes, yes. yes, um, yes. But Russell Wilson, who also apparently might have another hamstring injury, that I'm hearing news about that from floating around Twitter like in the past hour. So maybe that will come out. But um, yeah, I, I made the Joel rule for moments like this, where it's like, how seriously should we take injuries? You know? But um, true. Very true. Um, all right. So those are all the bets, right? So there's the yes. bet tracker. Um, so I don't know if I I don't know if we'll have enough time like because I am trying to keep this short so maybe we don't do like yeah. in depth matchup things but you you did want to do something that I thought was really interesting for both leagues um, yeah. you wanted to do the luckiest player or the luckiest team and then the unluckiest mm-hmm. team for both leagues so let's start with redraft yeah. um, who do you think is the uh, let's start with unlucky who do you think is the unluckiest team in our redraft league um the unluckiest team uh, it could be. It could be one of two, um, but since one of the teams is me um, that I have picked, then I'll go with the other one, which is Mitch. And I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, and I know I think we got have the same things. The only mm-hmm. reason why I put me is for two reasons. One, I have the second highest points for in the mm-hmm. league, and True. I'm currently like barely middle of the pack, you yeah, know, you're fifth. Uh, standings wise. Um, but also. My team originally was really good, um, but then Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen both went out with injuries um, mm. and haven't come back since. You know, yeah. Uh, but the main reason why I'd say Mitch is far more unlucky than me is like 
and we both kind of talked about our draft mm-hmm. rankings before. Um, coming out of the draft, like he by far had the best team. Like, but like if you asked anyone who looked at his team on paper, easily oh, the yeah. best team coming out of the draft. Oh yeah. Um, so to be one and five is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, one in five, like before the season, picture this, like preseason, obviously we've talked about how stupid it is, preseason mm-hmm. rankings and stuff like that. But preseason, look at a team with Lamar Jackson, Mike Williams, Aaron Jones, and Najee Harris are his running backs. He's got Dallas Goddard as his tight end. Great pick. He's got Damian Harris Al- that he could flex. Allen Robinson, who Allen Robinson, who just got paid 40-something million by the Rams mm-hmm. to be their wide receiver too. Like, I, I honestly thought he was going to be a top three team. It hasn't worked for him. I, I do think he's very unlucky this season for sure. Yeah. That's um, and then do we want to do unlucky? Do you want to do unlucky and lucky for a redraft well, and then switch dynasty? Uh, yeah, we'll do redraft and then go to dynasty. But I actually don't. I I don't have Mitch as my most unlucky team. Actually, my mm-hmm. most unlucky team this year, I feel like, is actually JJ. JJ. He he is, a currently. At, like just looking that? at point just looking at points four, he has a higher points four than three of the three and three teams above him. And I yeah. like that's ridiculous to me because I look at Spencer and Patrick's team specifically. They're both three and three, and they both I think uh they're bottom three for points four. And like I know Spencer might not be happy with me saying that, but he's always the points four guy. You know, he is, and I know he has a lot of points against. He's been a points against guy too. He's kind of both, but he is a bottom three points four, and he is three and three. If th- if this was me and I was three and three with that amount of points four, he would be roasting me right now. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. so I I honestly think that JJ should be ahead of him. Like he's one in five, but he has, and honestly, he only has three less points four than Jolt at three and three as well. I and think so, if, like, he's kind of been robbed this year, low-key. And so, JJ, if you're listening, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I put you low in my rankings earlier. I put you in the slightly above shark tier, if I if I recall. But <laughs> you deserve better than one in five looking at the teams above you. So. If, if if JJ made the right trade, I think he could, he could skyrocket. Um, yeah, or, or just, you know, be be luckier, you know? No. Be, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and just, then, so, just simply be luckier. In the same vein, that's why I think Patrick slash Spencer are probably the luckiest because they're bottom three in points four and they're both three and three. Like how that happens, I don't know. This league's this year's been crazy, but yeah, they should have losing. Spencer's right. team is is really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's just a lot of players on his team that like knowing how fantasy went this year, I don't get how they're like good because Kyler Murray hasn't been. Kyler Murray's been on. He's been on and off. You know, he hasn't been too hot, but he hasn't. Cardinals been have been annoying cold, to watch too, though. Very infuriating to watch. But D Hop is back, so maybe that'll yeah, help. That's true. Um, P Higgins, hit or miss. You know, Mike Evans is Mike Evans. He's gonna either have a great game or absolutely stink. True. Um, Chris Olave's been out with concussion. Rashad. If this White, was the PPR I, league. Chris Olave, I I would be trading for him. Oh yeah, just because he gets so many targets um, from Jameis. Kyle Pitts just caught his first touchdown on American soil last week, and still didn't even get ten points. And still didn't even get to like I I, I don't know <laughs> I look at I I look at his team and I don't get how it's good. Like I don't get how. Well, um, it's not. It's not three and well, three right not. now. Isn't good enough for playoffs. We'll put it that way. He's still in the yeah. tenth spot or the ninth spot. So. And I know his argument against being one of the being the luckiest team is gonna be that he's in ninth place. But mm. if he wins one single game, like one more game, like if he wins this next week, yeah, then he shoots up to a spot that he should not be in. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, exactly. he exactly. be um, um but Spencer Spencer will honestly he'll probably make playoffs this year just because like he he's a he's a grinder, you know. He'd be grinding. Mm-hmm. No, but look at look at his waiver moves. He has twenty two waiver moves. For for yeah. I have seven. Patrick has fifteen. <laughs> That's the second highest. Like that, it's he he's gonna keep trying, and just by sheer willpower, he'll probably get into that sixth spot. He'll probably oh, knock yeah. me out. Shit, he has a habit of doing that. <laughs> the, <laughs> so. the week the week before playoffs is gonna be the most stressful week ever. 
Oh, uh, for, so, I mean, it, yeah. If the league keeps at this trajectory, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's switch over to Dynasty. For sure. Um, so I don't know if we have the same unluckiest team. I know we talked about it for a little bit. Um, it's Mitch. But... Mitch is super unlucky. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Greatest rebuild ever. Super unlucky. Um, oh. Mine is pretty easily Garrett. I mean, I, I, this team should be so much better than it is. Um, Aaron Rodgers should be a much better fantasy QB than he is. Um, on top of that, he's got like Allen Robinson, who's been underperforming, Kenny Galladay, who like everyone, everyone hoped he'd be better. Everyone yeah. hoped he'd bounce back. No one expected this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure. Just a lot of players that aren't, Romeo Dobbs should have been better. Like a lot he'll, of players. He'll catch that, on. I actually think Romeo does. Dobbs will have a really good. I think this is might be a hot take. I think Romeo mm-hmm. do, Dobbs does what Amon Ross St. Brown did last year and just like torches for the last six weeks. Last, yeah. I, I can see that happening. Because his target um, his target share is insane right now, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the last four weeks no he had nine targets, five targets, eight targets, and eight. If you have Aaron Rodgers yeah. throwing to you, you get that many targets, it, it'll it'll materialize at some point. It's bound to work out, yeah. Um, I think things are on the up and up for his team, but he, like, it's just, it's hard to watch sometimes, you know? Because, like, I want him to succeed, um, but he just constantly gets screwed over, man. Yeah. Um, my, you want to hear about my unluckiest team? Yes, who is your unluckiest team? Uh, I like Garrett. Garrett's definitely up there. My mm-hmm. unluckiest team is actually my team. <laughs> um, and let me tell yeah. you why. Uh, I am top five in points four, only three and three, which is fine. Like, I'm still in mm-hmm. playoffs right now. But if you look at my matchups, I have lost. the A couple of my losses have been just absolutely gut-wrenching. I lost to Joel <laughs> that one week by point five of a point. <laughs> Uh, 0.58 actually I lost to him by um that was tough that was really tough I wanted to I wanted to win that game for sure Joel is 2-0 and against me this year and he mm-hmm. beat me in redraft this week he beat me in dynasty it hurts props to him but it hurts uh and then week one I lost by four to or or uh five rather to D Biggs but I was ahead until the last night where I thought like all I needed was I think let's see all I needed was eight points from CD lamb to win that game. And he got me three. And so just based on my matchups and my points for, um, I feel like I should be a little bit better right now. If I'm being honest, um, I'm still fine, but I just feel like, I feel like I've had some pretty, pretty, pretty tough luck. Yeah. So at the risk of sounding conceited, I'm going to say I'm the unluckiest. No, I want to talk about the, the luckiest. Um, you know who my luckiest is. So you, you can, yeah, Okay, I'll go first. Um, my, <laughs> my luckiest team in the league for me is Joel. And here's why. Oh, here we go. Here we he go. does not, on his roster, have a single good quarterback. Not one. Every single one that he has is mid. Geno Smith, mid. Jimmy G, mid. Mr. Unlimited, very mid. Jared Goff is putting up like 30 point. He'll put up like a 30 point game. And then what is this against the Patriots? Six points. Like none of those players are good. Kareem Hunt. Eh. Brees Hall did not do much of anything for like the beginning of the season, the first few games of the season. Um, Hollywood Brown, when he was on the Ravens, was never this good. He was never like he was never that guy. Um, well, yeah, because Lamar can't throw the ball. <laughs> that is never a thing. Uh, Rondale Moore, DJ Moore, uh, more like Rondale less and DJ less, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> <both> bad. <laughs> Let's end it. Bad. Let's end it there. We're ending the Great. podcast right there. Thank we you peaked. for listening. We peace. Um, <laughs> But like, there's not a the he has four players on his team that really move me, and that's Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, and I guess now Brees Hall is good. 
but like that's good enough to win a lot of games exactly um and he does like i don't know it's just it, it frustrates me that he has players i'll put it this way jonathan taylor and cam Akers. he has both of them neither of them are what we expected them to be this season so in that cam way he just, like, I hate that's cam pretty Akers. unlucky yeah well yeah but now you have daryl henderson so that works out uh no but not not really though, because the Rams seem to seem to do whatever it takes to not give Daryl Henderson the ball. If you watch those games as a Daryl Henderson truther, it's like, dude, why why are you not handing him the ball? You can't make is, isn't playing right now, so you're handing you'd rather hand it off to your four string running back than Daryl Henderson. Well, I, I just why don't does understand. Cooper Cup have a thirty yard rushing touchdown. Like it's so <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. Um, now he does have like, and he does have Devontae Adams. Ross found like he has players that in and of themselves can be good and so I'm not knocking the good players on his team it's just that my frustration is the players that like have the recipe for being bad somehow show up when his other good players don't do well and Joel will probably be like yeah but doesn't that doesn't that mean he's not unlucky. What well, doesn't that mean? His team is just like I. And trust me, dude. If no, no, no. My, my, no. My point is that his team is lucky because the players that like that should suck, um, that he's forced to start, end up doing well. Does that make sense? No, yeah, that um, makes sense. I just think he set up his team in such a way where he doesn't need every single one of his players to perform. In order to win, because like the way you and me have our team set up, every single mm-hmm. one of our starters has to show up in order for us to win. He realistically only needs like four of his players to show up every week for him to win. That's how good his team is set up. And like again, like I, I don't want Joel to be good. I, I I want to have a chance to win this league. You know what I mean? But right now, mm-hmm. I just don't see how anyone beats him this year. I said the same thing last year, but I I don't think a I don't think a a Dylan type upset's gonna happen again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I get, I get what you mean. Like, I get why you, why you would say that. I just, I have a hard time thinking it's luck, and I just think it's more. He's fleeced so many people in trades over the years that it, it's just well, impossible for him to have a bad week. I, he's fleeced people because, like, some of the people he's picking up and trading for, like, just should not be good. Kareem Hunt shouldn't be good. Like, he's Kareem not. Hunt, he's not really. He, not this year, at least. But he's like. He'll play well enough for Joel to win. That's yeah. what that's what bugs He's me. He's not thinking Right, exactly. And I do think he has a good team. Genuinely, I don't think his luck is like. I don't think his luck is. Um, he shouldn't win and blah 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 and all that stuff. I think no, no, his I luck is more so like the players on his team that like by all definition should be bad will just out of nowhere play well. Kenyon Drake. Just dropped twenty points. Yeah, that's he's nice. on his bench, but he just dropped twenty points. Like that's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> that that's the only anyway. reason Kenyon Drake exists. He exists to put up thirty point games twice a year. <laughs> like, All right, crazy. Tell us, tell us your luckiest player. Go for it. Uh, my luckiest is actually Jade. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Jade. It's you, dude. <laughs> you are five and Jake. one. And you had- you are five and one, and you have the you are bottom three in points four. You have less points four than the second place person in your division, and they have two less wins than you. Now <laughs> that is crazy, dude. Now how do you my, keep winning? I think it's because well, you so, started Shy Smith last week, and you won. What is going well, on? I started I started Shy Smith mostly because I didn't like. I knew, so I was playing Mitch. So I was like, okay, this is essentially a bye week, you know? Um, Yeah, true. And so, but there are players that like when I, when, when I was picking my team, like when I traded for Miles Sanders and like basically traded for the players that I've traded for, um, there's a lot of people, of course, on my bench who are like, okay, you're not really good, but, um, there are players that are in situations. It's like the opposite of Joel. They're in situations where like they can succeed. Miles Sanders is the RB one on a run first offense. And everyone's like, Oh, he's going to suck. Oh, like dude's doing good. Him, yeah, Joe, been Mixon, surprising this year. High key. He has been surprising. 
Um, the main reason why I will say I'm not, so I get the point score argument. Don't get me wrong. I would mm-hmm. say like, you know, you play who you play. My one loss, I lost by less than a point. So I really, I, I almost like someone catches one more pass and I'm six and out. You know? Yeah, that's crazy um, to think. <laughs> that is. Didn't you you only won by one point against Garrett, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking right here. <laughs> that's crazy. yeah. Your team's an enigma this year, dog. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's dude. We I my team. I am the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, literally. literally. I because <laughs> like I will. A lot of my games have been close. Um. I beat Garrett week two by what is this twenty three points, um, and then I barely beat JJ by four points, and like I've been dwindling since. Then. So my team yeah. might be like running out of steam, maybe. Especially, I think the main reason why my team has been so bad is Marvin Jones injured, Thomas injured, he Hines injured, um, Kadarius Tony, who I had high hopes for. Injured, but I won't really count him since they yeah, had him use him all season. Um, Hunter Renfro, when I had Hunter Renfro injured, Darren mm-hmm. Waller for a long time injured. Like a lot, a lot of my guys have been out that have been like my point scorers, like the guys that I would kind of look to to score points. Um, mm-hmm. And it's looking like this week I might be without Marvin Jones or Michael Thomas, so I'm I might lose again. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I I I get the argument. No, yeah, I, I get it. But hey, this I, is what if you, is this the thing is all you have to like? do. What say it again? I said, is this what JJ feels like the past couple of years? Because oh, he's been the be. luckiest team. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Um, that's the thing with fantasy, dude. Though all you got to do is make the playoffs, and then it's anyone's game. You know, like yeah, yeah you might not well, have a lot of points for, but you're five and one. If you make playoffs, and then all of a sudden you get like just a, a crazy week. Week one mm-hmm. of the playoffs. That's yeah. That's all we learned need. that last week, or we learned that yeah. last season. Yeah. That's the thing. Like this season, like I I went into this season in dynasty not thinking my team was gonna do anything, and you know I I know fantasy is is ninety nine percent luck, but you know if you make playoffs, anything can happen. Like on paper, anything Joel's is- team should be undefeated and should win the championship, but you you never know. Here. Last year, Dylan won, so who knows. You're currently in the playoff picture. I am. I am. I don't know how um, much, for how much longer though. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I still think Jenna has a good shot at winning yeah. it all, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyways. Um. All right. Uh. We could wrap this up. Um. Let's do one. One quick thing, real fast. Uh. Sure. Who do you think's gonna win redraft? Who do you think's gonna win dynasty? Redraft. Uh, redraft, redraft. <laughs> uh, um, so, redraft. I might have to give to Jenner. I'd like to think if my team gets healthy, I can win. Um, but like Jenner last week just dropped. I think like 160 points on me or something like that. Like yeah, he, or 146 points on me. Um, his team is good. And he's got like some good players. So I think I think any of the teams that are currently top five right now, and I'm saying five because I'm including myself, um, mm-hmm. if I get healthy, any yeah. of the teams that are top five right now could win. I really like Jenner's team. Um, oh, never mind. I sorry. I'm I'm walking back everything I just said. I just looked at Eddie's team again. Yeah, uh, Eddie's gonna win. I think he's due too because the last three years he's been in first place for like the entire season, and then he just loses in the first round. Yeah, um, Eddie's, so I think Eddie's. he's due. Um, I I I think it'll be Eddie, but like again, it's redraft. Anything can happen. Literally anything. I think for dynasty, it's easy. I think Joel's due. I mean, he should have won it last year. I think he'll win it this year. Um, but we'll see. Again, yeah. predictions, schmictions. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um. What about dynasty for you? I think it'll be Joel. I think it'll be Joel. Yeah. I honestly, I know it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame right now to 
just pick whoever's in first because I did that in both leagues. But I just right now it's what it's what it looks like. No, yeah, I. Because this season, there's not a lot of like, you know, the teams that are good are probably going to be good the whole season because the scores are so low this year, and so he probably has some of the people, some of the only people that are scoring consistently. You know, I have trouble seeing anyone beating Joel. So by default, I will have to say Joel. But in reality, I think Joel not having a good, sound quarterback on his team right now is going to bite him. And I think it will at some point be his undoing. Mm. Um, I can guarantee you he's trying to trade for a quarterback to someone right now. So he might might end up getting. Might I interest him in one gently used Justin Fields? Ooh. Joel? Hit me up. Ooh. Um, yeah. <laughs> He'll anyways. offer you a fifth round. <laughs> There's some right, dogs. Any closing? Yeah, facts. Uh, any closing thoughts? This went on definitely more than a half hour, like For I sure. figured it would. But I, no one, no one's surprised by that. No, no <laughs> one is. And four people will listen to that to this, and it'll be okay. I. I just wanted there to be a little bit more content this year. I know Yeah. Uh, my closing thought will be, I know we all have our own lives this year. I know mm-hmm. the chat's never going to be as popping as it once was. I know, you know, some of us are married. Some of us are engaged to be married. A lot mm-hmm. of us have full-time jobs now. A lot of us have our own lives. I get that. Um, and so I'm not butthurt about that. But there still needs to be more content. There yeah. should be more content, and so we're gonna try to do this. I'm not gonna say every week; we that'll never happen. But once every few weeks, I'm hoping to bust one yeah. out. And if you guys have any requests, let us know. Drop sure. a drop a you know. Let's just be basic. Drop an eggplant in the chat if you listened all the way through. Good old eggplant. Good old. Good old eggplant. What are your closing thoughts? Um, go birds, go giants, and oh. not the Cowboys or Commanders. Yep, um, I'm, I'm with it. That's it. That's it for me. Very much with it. All right, boys. Well, good luck this week. It's kind of the first bye week hell of the season, so good luck on your waivers. Um, if you're in guillotine, good luck getting your guy this week. Um, I'm looking at you, Fitz. You need some help. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, signing off. It's been Managers Gone Wild for the first time this season. Uh, good luck. All right.